your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 337 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. Definitely do so whenever you get a chance. And I want to, we're going to talk about a couple of different things today. We're going to get into part three of Henrik Lundqvist's sit-down interview with Kevin Weeks. We're going to talk a little bit about Zach Jones. We are going to talk about the Rangers' decision to go with Anthony Potato over Libor Hayek. They did that in the most recent game against the Devils, and they will be doing so tonight against the Islanders. So Potato in for Hayek for the second straight game. And we're also going to give a couple of fantasy hockey shout-outs because we have started our Locked On New York Rangers fantasy hockey playoffs. And so 8 of 20 teams made it, and just going to give everybody a quick shout-out at the end of the episode here today. But one thing I wanted to start with here was to just kind of put a bow on this Ranger just complete thorough annihilation of the New Jersey Devils over these last four games. Of course, the Rangers winning all four of those games. And in our last episode, yesterday's episode, Monday's episode, we you know talked a little bit about everything that happened in Saturday's game against the Devils, everything that happened in Sunday's game against the Devils. But anytime we have an episode where we have to cover two games in just one 30-minute period, it's, it's kind of tough. It's hard to know exactly uh, what you should focus on and, and certain things can get overlooked. There was one more thing that I wanted to kind of talk about just to put a bow on what was obviously a fantastic four-game stretch for the New York Rangers. Uh, big leads almost squandered aside. Uh, that was pretty much the only hiccup for the Rangers. But one thing that I wanted to talk about was some of the nonsense that the Devils were pulling in the fourth and final game of the four-game set. So I'll just focus in on a couple different incidents. First of all, you had Alexi Lafreniere scoring a goal in Sunday's game to give the Rangers a 3 to nothing lead. There was a lot of really nice passing on this play, and Lafreniere cleaned up from the doorstep and put the puck in the net. And after he does so, basically after he scored, you've got Tennyson going in there from the Devils, and he basically just, like, attacks Lafreniere, basically, like, shoves him in the head and knocks him backwards into Mackenzie Blackwood, his own goalie. So whatever small, small, small amount of sympathy that maybe I could have possibly felt for the New Jersey Devils, I mean, you think about it, they are going through a tough time right now. They're going through a rebuild just like the Rangers are, and theirs isn't nearly as far along as the Ranger rebuild is. But they're obviously struggling. They have not won a lot of games recently. They recently had to say goodbye to two of basically uh, their pillars. Uh, you've got Travis Zajac and also Kyle Palmieri, both being dealt to the New York Islanders. Those guys were both fixtures on the Devils for a long, long time. So you've got a team that's already struggling, and you take away two of their better players and two of their Eller Statesmen and two of their leaders. So they're kind of, you know, up against it right now. I think that's fair to say. So, again, you... Everything I just said, maybe, just maybe, even as a Ranger fan, you could feel just a small, small amount of sympathy for this team. I emphasize small. Uh, but whatever little amount of sympathy or empathy or whatever you want to call it, whatever I could possibly have felt for the Devils, yeah, that all evaporated uh, basically during this incident here. And that wasn't the only incident in this game. There was also a spot where Ryan Lindgren was going in, and I... I forget which zone this was in. It might have been in the Rangers zone. It might have been in the Devils zone. But either way, he gets a check from behind and basically gets boarded and hit the boards at a really kind of awkward 
uh, angle. It's one of those situations where he kind of went in skate first, and you know you never know what can happen there. You can twist an ankle that can do some damage, and that was a hit from behind. And uh, you know Lindgren fortunate to escape injury there. I mean, you know he's not going to come out of the game if, if something's not broken, basically. Uh, but so that was another incident, and then one more that I want to talk about here that I want to kind of isolate is right toward the end of the second period in Sunday's game. You had a spot where Vitaly Krasov took the puck into the devil's zone, and he knows that time's running out, and he's got to just put the puck on the net. Obviously, you're going to take a shot, hopefully before uh, the horn sounds, and that's what Krasov did, and he put the puck on net, and Blackwood made the save. It was a fairly easy save, but then you've got players on the Devils who are going after Vitaly Krasov. Now, I'm not sure. I, I know, first of all, players do not like it if you take a shot at their net, after the horn sounds or after a whistle is blown for maybe like an offside or something like that. So I get it to an extent, but if you watch this, it certainly looked to me like Vitaly Kravtsov got this shot away uh, before the horn sounded. And even if he didn't, I mean, we're talking milliseconds. And he obviously has to wind back his stick and try to put it on the net because he's trying to get this shot off before the horn sounds. And he doesn't have the benefit that we all do at home where we can see the clock and we know exactly how much time is left. I mean, he's kind of operating on feel there. And so he winds back his stick and his stick is already moving forward toward the puck to take that last second shot and just put the puck at the net before the horn sounds. So even if... The horn did sound before he got his shot away. Again, we are talking milliseconds here. And then everybody on the Devils sees that as their invitation to go after Kravtsov. There were a couple of Devils who went over to him and, and you know, were, were kind of going after him and, and mouthing off to him. And uh, Brandon Smith, kudos to him. Uh, true to form, he steps in there and stands up for his teammate. Uh, kind of the big brother role that, you know, he's kind of been known to play for this team. But, you know, again, uh, whatever small amount of sympathy I could have possibly felt for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, that all went away with some of the antics that they pulled in this fourth and final game against the Rangers. But I just wanted to talk about that. Uh, we're just getting going. Going to be doing a little bit of everything today. We kind of mentioned, uh, you know, talking about Henrik Lundqvist. We're going to do that in just a second. Also, Zach Jones. Also, the decision for Anthony Potato And uh, some fantasy hockey shutouts. Like I said, a little bit of everything today. And then, of course, the Rangers. Going to be back in action tonight. Big, big game against the New York Islanders at 7 p.m. Igor Shesterkin already announced as the starting goalie for the Rangers in that game. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. 
Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced, so you can give her something truly special and meaningful. The ring from Plat Boutique is amazing. It's so simple and clean, but the vintage details are just incredible. It's a perfect little ring that's so timeless and would make the perfect gift. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. Something else I've been meaning to get to, meaning to circle back to, if you will, is part three of Henrik Lundqvist's sit-down interview with Kevin Weeks. You know, we've been busy. Obviously, the Rainers, it's a really uh, packed schedule. They don't really get a ton of off days, or at least not as many in uh, previous seasons. And hey, they're in a playoff chase, and it's a lot of fun. So that's where our main focus has been. But we've kind of broken up this Henrik Lundqvist sit-down interview with Kevin Weeks into three different parts, much the same way that the NHL Network broke this interview into three parts. And today we're going to be covering part three. And I should probably also mention, you know, I've kind of uh, assumed that this is common knowledge, but you never know. We might have some young Ranger fans. We might just have some newer Ranger fans. And maybe not everybody knows this, but Kevin Weeks, the guy who did the interview, obviously a former NHL goalie, and he was actually Henrik Lundqvist's teammate for two years with the New York Rangers. And going into Henrik Lundqvist's rookie season, Kevin Weeks was actually the starting goalie for the Rangers. And it didn't take too long for Henrik Lundqvist to get an opportunity and basically just take the bull by the horns. And he basically just ran away with the starting job. And there was no ill feelings from Kevin Weeks. I mean, it always seemed like he was a good teammate. It always seemed like the two of them were really close. And lo and behold, all these years later, you know, Kevin Weeks is working with the NHL Network and he's the one doing this interview with Henrik Lundqvist. So yeah, just wanted to give a little bit of context there. You know, these two know each other. It's not like a random pairing or anything like that. But Weeks basically said that, you know, Henrik Lundqvist looks like himself and he looks great. And he mentioned how everybody, fans, players, etc., very happy that Henrik Lundqvist is doing well and looking good and seems to be in good spirits. Weeks asked Lundqvist about his foundation, and it was not the literal Henrik Lundqvist Foundation that he was asking about. The Henrik Lundqvist Foundation, of course, is a wonderful organization, but he rather was inquiring about the foundation that Lundqvist had growing up in Sweden. Hank talked about how it kind of shapes you, you know, where you grow up and how you grow up, and he mentioned how competitive he was uh, with his twin brother, of course, Joel. He played in the NHL for some time, and also his older sister. They were all very competitive in skiing, hockey, soccer. He said pretty much you name it. Uh, they were all very competitive with each other. But Kevin Weeks asked Henrik Lundqvist about the grind, and Henrik said uh, the game to him has always been about competing and that it doesn't change no matter what happens because Weeks had actually mentioned that you know, Henrik Lundqvist had a Hall of Fame resume a long time ago, but, you know, kind of just marveled at how Lundqvist has never uh, gotten complacent, never really taken his foot off the gas at any point in his NHL career. And Henrik mentioned, you know, he talked about the grind and he talked about how he still gets frustrated in practice if somebody scores on him. So, you know, he still has that drive within him. Weeks also asked Lundqvist what practice is like for him and what he can share with boys and girls who aspire to play hockey at a high level. And Lundqvist 
talked about taking pride in your game and the importance of just showing up for practice every single day, you know, taking advantage of every practice. He talked about how it was a half-hour drive to practice back when he was in Sweden. So he was just very simply looking to make the most out of every single practice that he ever participated in. He said, you know, there's time for, you know, fun with hockey, obviously, and it should be fun to you. And he mentioned, you know, playing hockey with his friends in the street and everything like that. But he said when it's like an official team practice, you know, it, it should be business. You know, you should be there looking to get better and looking to make the most out of every single minute that you spent on the ice. And Weeks also asked Lundqvist about being a details guy, because this is something we've always heard about Henrik Lundqvist throughout the years. He's a details guy. And Hank said there's a very fine line, a very small difference between being okay, being good, and being great. He said everyone puts in the work. You know, once you get to a certain level of hockey, everybody's there, everybody's putting in the work. But what it really comes down to is how well are you putting in the work? How much are you making the most out of every minute that you're spending there? And then at the very end, and and this portion of the interview wasn't quite as long. The others were like 10, 11, 12 minutes. This one was about seven minutes. But, and again, that's just how they edited it. It was all one interview. But Lundqvist, you know, I thought this was really cool. He thanked Kevin Weeks. He talked about how Weeks was actually his first colleague in the NHL. And they showed a couple pictures of the two of them together uh, when Weeks was on the Rangers and when Lundqvist was in his first two seasons with the team. But Lundqvist thanked Weeks for doing the interview, and as far as his future is concerned, he basically said, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. So, you know, fingers crossed once again. And Lundqvist throughout this entire interview came off as being healthy, came off as being in very good spirits. He was smiling a lot. He was laughing with Weeks quite a bit. So that's obviously fantastic to see in and of itself. And hockey is very, very secondary. Of course, Henrik Lundqvist has a family. Health, safety, and happiness come first, but... You know, again, it's something I've mentioned. If he wants to come back, it'd be great to see. It'd be an unbelievable comeback story. And if he somehow, some way, lifts the Stanley Cup before this is all said and done, that would be fantastic. But first and foremost, it's just fantastic to see that Henrik Lundqvist is doing well. Really just kind of seems at peace. Uh, really seems happy. Really seems to be in good spirits. I remember when he had to announce on Twitter, you know, that he was going to be missing the upcoming season with the Washington Capitals. Uh, he looked just so sad and it was just sad to see and of course you would be you would be upset um you'd be scared I mean first of all you're gonna have open heart surgery and then secondly you have to miss the entire season of the NHL that's a lot to take in all at once and it looked like it had certainly affected him as it would affect anybody but it was just great to see him do this interview and look happy and just seemingly be in good spirits and again all the best to Henrik Lundqvist if he comes back and plays in the NHL that's just a bonus at this point If he comes back and plays in the NHL and wins the Stanley Cup, that is the ultimate bonus at this point. But again, just fantastic to see Henrik Lundqvist doing well. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and 
and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So there's two things that I wanted to talk about here, and they kind of tie into each other. One of them is Anthony Potato, who is going to be in the lineup tonight against the Islanders. This will be the second straight game that he is back in the lineup and that Libor Hayek is a healthy scratch. The other thing that I want to talk about is Zach Jones. Obviously, he signed with the Rangers. He's somebody that the Rangers are very high on. He's fresh off of winning a national championship with UMass, and it's possible that we see him maybe even probable that we see Zach Jones down the stretch here at some point. So we are going to talk about both of these things. Let's start, and again, I do think they kind of tie into each other. So let's start with Anthony Potato subbing in for Libor Hayek once again on Sunday against the Devils and also tonight against the Islanders. So at first glance, when I saw that Anthony Potato was going to be in for Hayek, it really kind of surprised me because, you know, you, you hear about not really wanting to mess with the lineup when the team is hot, and the Rangers have obviously been playing very well recently. They've gotten their way back into this playoff chase by playing some fantastic hockey, and they've won four games in a row. I mean, it was three going into Sunday, but you get the idea. The Rangers are hot. So the idea of putting in Potato to Hayek didn't really make sense to me at first glance. The idea that I came up with and why I think the Rangers made this move, it's not because Libar Hayek has done anything egregiously bad. I think he's been a, a much better player this season than he was last year during his brief time with the Rangers last season. The reason why I think maybe the Rangers made this move is it had been forever since Anthony Boteto had seen the ice for this team, and the Rangers had been rolling with the same six defensemen night after night after night, and you are in a playoff chase, and Again, I get the idea of not wanting to mess with the lineup, but you never know when something could happen with one of these six defensemen that have been in the lineup night in and night out. There could be a situation where one of them falters or one of them gets injured, and then at that point, you'd probably have to call on Anthony Potato to take that player's spot. And you certainly don't want that to happen in the middle of a playoff series against the Washington Capitals, for example. You wouldn't want Anthony Potato to go into Game 3 of a best-of-seven playoff series having not played hockey in several months. That is not an ideal situation. So when I found out that Potato was going to be in for Hayek, again, at first I was kind of confused, but that was kind of the reasoning that I came up with that, okay, well, we got to get this guy at least a little bit of action in case we need to call on him down the stretch one of the last couple regular season games or even into the postseason. It'd be good to get him into a hockey game at some point, basically. So, okay, fine. Uh, I don't really know why they have to go back to him tonight over Hayek. Uh, again, you know, I think when you look at both of these players, and I do think Potato played all right for the Rangers. I think he did a decent job early in the season when he was, you know, in the lineup for a little while there. The Rangers were dealing with some injuries, some ineffective play, and Potato for a while there, kind of claimed his spot uh, on the Ranger blue line and was in the lineup for several games in a row. But now that he's gotten another game under his belt on Sunday. I don't know why you have to sit down Libra Hayek for two straight games. I mean, has Libra Hayek done anything egregiously wrong that he deserves to be a healthy scratch for two straight games? I would have to say no to that. Um, and then when you look at their long-term prospects as well, Anthony Potato is a guy that's just kind of a journeyman. The Rangers bring him in kind of as depth, you know, somebody who can be on the taxi squad, somebody who can sub in under the right circumstances, not somebody who's going to be an enormous part of this franchise moving forward. And Lieber Hayek, I mean, I don't know. It could go either way with him. Of course, he was part of the deal that sent McDonough and Miller to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hayek has worked out better than either of the other two players that the Rangers got back in that trade, one, of course, being Vladislav Nemesikov, the other being Brett Howden. And it could go either way with Hayek. You know, he's somebody who's going to have to fend off uh, some hungry young prospects if he wants to remain in the Ranger lineup. But he's a lot younger than Potato. Potato is 30 and Lieber Hayek is 23. And if I told you guys that, you know, three, four, five years from now, one of these defensemen or the other is still going to be on the Rangers and he's going to be starting pretty much every game, which one would you say? 
you'd probably say Libor Hayek. I mean, and again, it's nothing against Mateto. I think he did fine when he was in there for the Rangers earlier this season. But again, I mean, how big of a part of this franchise is Anthony Potato going to be going forward. Libra Hayek still has an opportunity, still just 23 years old. It could work out for Hayek with the Rangers. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Again, there are some prospects on the way, so he could eventually end up being the odd man out himself, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would have gone back to Libra Hayek for this game against the Islanders here tonight and, you know, probably get him into the lineup over Potato most nights down the stretch here. This also leads me into talking about Zach Jones. Of course, Zach Jones was a third-round pick by the New York Rangers back in 2019. He went number 68 overall. As we just mentioned, he just won a national championship with UMass. And during the season, he scored nine goals and had 24 points in 29 games. So he's really seen his prospects kind of skyrocket recently. We will see what happens down the stretch if Zach Jones gets tossed into a game or not. I mean, it definitely could go either way. This is what David Quinn had to say about it uh, just three days ago, actually. He said, this is the National Hockey League. You don't just take someone and drop him in the lineup. They've got to earn it and give you reason to put him in. We're just going to watch him, and if it seems to be the right move and he gives us a chance to help us win hockey games, we'll put him in. We certainly won't hesitate to put him in there if we think it will help us win. So it's kind of just typical coach speak. It's it's a bit of a non-answer as far as are we going to see Zach Jones? Are we not going to see Zach Jones? It's tough to say because we are down to just 11 games remaining in the New York Rangers season. He's obviously not going to be out there tonight. That would knock us down to 10 games. And all these games are huge for the Rangers. We talked about how, you know, Ke'Andre Miller early in the season, he started on opening night and he's had a really nice season for the Rangers. But it did seem like he had some uh, opening night rookie jitters. And that's just an opening night. That's just at the beginning of a season. Now the Rangers are in a playoff mix. And to throw Zach Jones out there and be like, hey, don't screw this up. You know, we're trying to make the playoffs here. That's quite a bit. Uh, I'm not saying it's not worth the risk. Maybe it is because Zach Jones is coming off of a fantastic collegiate season here. I really do think this is a 50-50 situation. It really could go either way. As far as whether or not I think the Rangers should put Zach Jones into the lineup, it's such a tough call because you know that there's some upside. You know there's some potential. He played some, like we said, fantastic hockey for UMass this season. I think I would lean slightly against it just because of how well the Rangers have played recently, and that is a lot. I mean, then again, though, you know, we did just put Vitaly Krausoff into the lineup, and he's doing just fine. Man, it's a tough call. Like, And it's another one of those situations where, like Krausoff, I think if you put Zach Jones into the lineup, you don't want to be pulling him out of the lineup in the next game and having him in the lineup and out of the lineup and in the lineup and out of the lineup. If you've got somebody who you feel good about and you feel like is going to be a big-time contributor for your team, the rest of this season and in the seasons to come, I think you want to give them a little bit of rope. And the problem there is if he struggles a little bit, you know, do you yank him off the ice for the next game and go back to either Libor Hayek or Anthony Potato and potentially uh, damage Zach Jones's confidence? It's a really, really difficult decision. Again, I think I would lean just slightly toward rolling with Libor Hayek just because I think Hayek has earned it. I think he's played well enough this season where he deserves to be in the lineup uh, far more nights than not. And also the fact that the Rangers are on fire lately. So I, I don't really want to upset the apple cart. We can have an open tryout for this position in training camp going into next season. There will be a preseason. Everybody on the team, you know, Zach Jones, Anthony Boteto, Lieber Hayek, all these guys are going to have their chance to put their best foot forward and claim a roster spot. But for right now, I kind of just want the Rangers to roll the way they've been rolling and keep playing the way they've been playing. And, you know, maybe Zach Jones, the best thing to do is just to wait until next season, uh, give him some run in the preseason, give him every opportunity to claim a spot on that opening night roster. But for right now, yeah, I'm leaning a little bit toward uh, toward holding him out for next season. But we'll see how the Rangers look to play it. Again, it's a very difficult decision, one that I don't take lightly, one that I'm sure they're not taking lightly either. 
And then the only last thing that I wanted to do today is just give a big shout-out and a big thank you to everyone who participated in the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League. We have just entered the playoffs. It was a ton of fun this year. As I just mentioned, we had 20 people, and I don't think I've ever been in a fantasy, not just hockey, a fantasy anything league with more than, say, like 12 people or so. So to do a fantasy hockey league and have 20 owners was definitely very unique. Definitely left the waiver wire pretty barren. Uh, but it's like I said, it was a ton of fun. We have eight teams in the playoffs, and I thought it might be nice to give everybody who made the playoffs a quick shout-out, just kind of run through the gauntlet here, run through the uh, quarterfinal matchups here, if you will. As I do this, I'm just going to mention any New York Ranger players that are on these fantasy rosters, as well as who I think is probably the MVP of every single one of these uh, fantasy teams throughout the season. So for starters, you've got the number eight seeded Graves Goons, coached by Ray, and then you've got the top seeded Jiggly Wigglies, coached by Constantine. So for Ray's team, I would say his MVP has to be Austin Matthews, just having a fantastic season, 33 goals and 21 assists. Ray does not have any Rangers on his roster. And then as for Constantine's top-seeded Jiggly Wigglies, I would say his uh, MVP this season probably has to be Mitch Marner just having a fantastic season, 14 goals and 40 assists. And as far as Rangers, he's got Mika Zibanejad on the team, so he hung in there. Obviously, Mika got off to a rough start, but he's really turned it on lately. And uh, yeah, top seed in the league there, the Jiggly Wigglies, coached by Constantine. Then we come to the number seven versus number two matchup. The number seven seed belongs to Noel. He coaches Messier's Ganja, just an absolutely fantastic team name there. And as far as Rangers on his squad, he's got Alexi Lafreniere, the MVP of his team. I would say pretty much has to be Alex Ovechkin. Uh, tried and true selection there. You really can't go wrong having Alex Ovechkin on your fantasy team. And then the number two seed is the Topeka Tiger Sharks. They are coached by Joe. Joe, as far as the MVP of his team, I would say it's probably got to be Patrice Bergeron. You know, I know he plays on the Bruins. We may not have any uh, big fans of Patrice Bergeron listening to this right now, but be that as it may, still having a fantastic season, 18 goals and 22 assists. No current Rangers, however, on the Topeka Tiger Sharks. As far as the six versus three matchup, the sixth seed is yours truly. I am in charge of Team Iceland, and my MVP and Lone Ranger on my team is definitely Artemi Panarin. Uh, he basically picked my sorry team onto his back and carried me into the playoffs. That's literally what happened. I was kind of uh, probably about in 10th or 11th place or so, and Artemi Panarin was out. He comes back, and you guys have seen what he's done this season. So, uh, yeah, I owe my playoff berth pretty much exclusively to Artemi Panarin. And I am being opposed by the number three seed Swag Money team, which is coached by Dominic. Uh, he's got just a fantastic team here. I would say his MVP, though, has probably got to be Alexander Barkov, just one of the better all-around players in the NHL. 18 goals and 27 assists. Barkov has absolutely been a key part to the Florida Panthers, kind of breaking out a little bit this season. Dominic's Lone Ranger just happens to be Adam Fox. You guys are well aware of the kind of season that he's had. And really, Fox might even be in the running uh, for... Dominic's team MVP here, but uh, I think I got to give a little bit of an edge to Alexander Barkov just based on where they are in the ratings. But uh, Adam Fox, obviously a fantastic pick as well. And then finally, we've got our five versus four matchup. You get the five seed, the Danville Whalers, who are coached by Dan. And Dan really has the Rangers well represented on his team this year. He has Ryan Strom, Vitaly Krasov, Capo Caco, and Ryan Lindgren. And as far as his team MVP, you could really make a case for Ryan Strom. I think I might just give a little bit of an edge to Victor Hedman. Once again, just based on where they are in the, uh, the league ratings, if you will. And, you know, Hedman, one of the elite defensemen in this league. But I don't want Victor Hedman getting anywhere near the Norris Trophy this season. I think that should be Adam Fox's this season. Fox got snubbed for Rookie of the Year last year. I think he should pick up the Norris this year. And 
Dan is being opposed by the number four seed, Criders of the Moon, which are coached by Vad. Vad does not have any current Rangers on his roster, but I would say the MVP of his team so far this season, and whether we like him or not, I gotta say it's Brad Marchand. Uh, he's had absolutely a fantastic season once again. 23 goals and 31 assists, but yeah, that's pretty much it for today, guys. Once again, uh, thank you to everybody who participated in the Fantasy League. As far as next season, we might have some openings. We will see. And for those of you who made it, good luck in the playoffs, and for everybody listening to this, enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully the Rangers make it five in a row. They are playing the New York Islanders. Puck drops at 7 o'clock, and obviously another critical two points on the board for the New York Rangers as they try to track down one of these four teams in front of them. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.